he's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on, uh, what is it, Thursday morning? By the way, the uh, members-only meeting last night, um, which uh, we kept pretty tight. The uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party had a members-only, invitation-only get-together last night, and we spent several hours with Chip Roy it was absolutely amazing. Um, I want to thank everyone who showed up. It was uh, we had 62 of our uh, members in good standing who uh, RSVP'd and showed up last night. Um, I want to tell you, Western Edge Sellers, um, owned by uh, KK and Kelly, a couple of sisters, um, and they. Um, have been wanting to do something for Chip and for our conservatives. And uh, so they offered up. So their restaurant does not open up on Wednesday nights. And uh, last night they opened up just for us, uh, brought in their staff, their cook, their waiters, host, the whole thing. Brought them all in. And uh, I had never eaten there before. Uh, Shame on me. Um, But there's so many restaurants in in the hill country these days, it's kind of hard to hit them all. But um, uh, I had an awesome dinner. I had a chicken fried steak uh, there last night. Very good. Um, and uh, they, uh, amazing um, business there. I want to uh, recommend that these are people who support us. These are businesses and people who support us, who support conservatives, who think like we do. And um, all I can say is we need to start giving business to people like that. If you're uh, still spending money at Starbucks, I, I don't quite get it. Um, I wish you would stop. Um, but uh, we're, we give too much money to people who don't support us and who hate us. And uh, we don't pay enough attention to those who are on our side. Western Edge Sellers is one of those uh, uh, businesses that is owned by good people and want to see conservatism moving forward. And so they offered to bring in all their staff, everything, and open just for us. And uh, so uh, thank you very, very much to Western Edge Sellers. Thank you to Chip Roy and his uh, people, uh, Jacqueline and John Fletcher, who uh, and that's Jacqueline Hall and John Fletcher, who both um, made all this happen. And uh, poor Chip had to... I think you maybe have gotten a three hours of sleep last night and had to be back on a plane to D.C., an early bird plane, because uh, the uh, Pelosi ordered a, um, a gave him a 36 hours uh, notice uh, to vote on a piece of legislation. That vote is actually set to take place here uh, this hour. And uh, so he had to get back and uh, make sure that he had his voice heard on uh, that uh, on this bill that uh, they got 36 hours notice for and so anyway thank you to everybody who did show up thank you to those who ordered dinner and a drink or two to uh, support western edge sellers we need to support those who support us um this saturday 
at the Kirk County Courthouse at 1 o'clock. It's going to be the first Saturday prayer. This is a very important event, and uh, we know that prayer makes a difference. And so uh, gathering together with people who are praying, where two or more gathered, you know the Lord is there with you. So please show up uh, this Saturday at 1 o'clock, Kirk County Courthouse at the flagpoles, and uh, they will do a, uh, a prayer there for the city, the county, the uh, state, the country. For uh, I, There's no telling what they're going to pray for. Um, but uh, just uh, 1 o'clock this Saturday at the Kerr County Courthouse, and uh, that's uh, very, very, uh, very important. Got a great, um, uh, got a great uh, show lined up for you today. Of course, it's Thursday, so we're going to have Jody in here with Tejas Smoke Depot in a few minutes. At the bottom of the hour, a friend of mine named Tommy Hayes uh, is going to be coming on. There is an old-fashioned revival this weekend. Friday and Saturday night in Fredericksburg. Um, I don't know any of the details. In fact, I'm just going to, I didn't do any pre-interview on this. All I know is it's happening on Friday and Saturday night. I know Tommy Hayes is, uh, is, is uh, I believe, uh, I'm not sure who's in charge of it, but I know Tommy Hayes has a large role to play. And so we're going to get all those questions asked about Tommy Hayes this uh, at the bottom of the hour today. And so that's a great show lined up for you. And uh, let's see, uh, we have, uh, you may want to look this story up because um, I don't think you're going to see it anywhere. Um, This is a story that was very well hidden and will probably remain hidden. Uh, We talk about, uh, you know, one of the big topics in the last year is the schools taking uh, uh, ESSER funds and cities and counties taking ARPA funds. These are uh, COVID recovery funds. We have been trying to warn people about the strings that are attached to that money. We've been saying, don't take this money. Don't spend this money. There's going to be strings attached to it. We were told by city officials that, oh, and county officials, oh, don't worry. There's no strings. attached. It's just a nor this. We do this all the time, Matt. This is just that we do this all the time. It's nothing to worry about. This is nothing different. And we tried to read to them in there, in the package, in the lines that says what they're going to have to do. I guess they're going to have to find out the hard way uh, when those strings start getting pulled. Well, let me tell you about some strings that are getting pulled right now. And uh, like I said, you're going to have to dig for this story. Um, but I'm sure you can find it. I think I found it on Breitbart, and here I am scrolling through Breitbart. I think I uh, sent myself a link, but uh, here you go. School lunches, school lunches, which uh, the feds um, put a lot of money into. Um, That's that free lunch thing. Uh, There was a story out of San Antonio a couple of years ago where every student in a school, a certain school, was on the free lunch program. Every student, every single student with the exception of one student. And the school approached the parent and said, look, you're the only one not on the free lunch program. And the guy said, I don't need a free lunch program. And they said, well, it doesn't matter whether you need it or not. Here, here, the money's on the table. Please, please come take this uh, free lunch money. And he wouldn't do it. And so I don't know how that story ended, if there's even an ending to it. But here's what I do know in this article buried today, that the Biden administration has just attached a bunch of uh, 
transgender strings to your free lunches. So if you want your federal free lunch money, you are now have to going to have to follow the guidelines on proper pronoun use, on how to treat uh, transgendered young children, and um, having uh, uh, also got to use the same bathrooms. Anybody can go in any, any bathroom they want. That's another one of the strings attached. So school, free school lunches, if your school is lining up to take those and proud of them, guess what? The strings are now attached, and uh, if you have free lunches in your school, uh, moving forward, they're going to have to follow the rules that the Biden administration has put on that free money. Just remember, there's no such thing as a free lunch, and uh, we're, you're, you're going to start finding out really quickly because this has never been, and historically this, this whole idea of strings attached to money is something we haven't really had to deal with seriously. Um, and in the past, but uh, under this uh, progressive uh, president, this uh, is now a reality. Your free lunch comes with strings, transgender, LGBTQ plus uh, WTF strings attached to free lunches. So, folks, uh, look up that article. I think I found it on Breitbart. Um, go look for that. Um, and uh, follow that up, see what your school is planning on doing, and if they have free lunches. I think it's a very fair question to ask uh, a uh, administrator or a member of the school board, um, say, do you take free lunches? Okay, next question, because they're all going to say yes. The next question then is going to be, so uh, you're letting the boys into the girls' room, huh? Gonna, In fact, oh, I think it includes uh, road trips with sports road trips also that the uh, – the boys get to bunk with the girls if they want to on uh, road trips. So those are the strings attached to lunch money. What do you think the strings are going to be attached onto everything else that we have taken the money for recently? Listen, I'm going on over time. Um, here's a good one. In fact, it says uh, it has to do with time. If you have time, don't wait for time. <laughs> if you have time, don't wait for time. Uh, folks, uh, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with Jody from the Tejas Smoke Depot. We are back. I have on the line with me my good friend Jody Gold Gould of the Tejas Smoke Depot. See, she's such a good friend. I mispronounced her last name. Uh, Jody, uh, good morning. And uh, Jody is the operator, owner, operator, proprietor. I just love that word. It's just fun to say. One of those P words, proprietor of the Tejas Smoke Depot. Welcome. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt. So um, it's the first of the month. And which means we're going to have a drawing here in a little bit. And, uh, of course, you're going to give us the phrase that pays, but everybody's going to have to hang on for that one. Uh, Jody, tell us about the Tejas Smoke Depot. Oh, you're going to make me talk this morning. You bet. (laughs) Oh, well, of course, you know, we are a tobacco store that sells all kinds of tobacco products, cigarettes, fine cigars, uh, under-premium cigars, 
roll your own tobaccos, chews, snuff, um, all the accessories that go along with tobacco use, beer, wine, mm-hmm. um, soft drinks, water, snacks, oh, newspaper. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know, ice. A little bit of everything to go along with your tobacco use. Um, of course, you know, we've got fine cigars in our 150-square-foot walking humidor, um, or better, I don't even know. I never really measured it. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I tell you what, I've said this before. I'm not a cigar smoker, but I love walking into the into the humidor just because of the right. smell. I just uh, right. love that uh, unsmoked, uh, that raw uh, that cigar smell. I love going in there, and uh, you do have all kinds of lines. And with we we have don't we have Father's Day coming up here soon? And we do. We'll we, probably do a sale. We usually do a sale around the holidays. Okay, but it's a great gift item for Father's Day. If you know, of course, your father is a smoker. Yeah, a great gift if he's not. Yeah, <laughs> but, and uh, you cigars buy a paper and, or a bandana. There you go. There you go. And you got uh, you got all kinds of fun little things in there. But um, the uh, cigars have been uh, becoming increasingly popular over the last, I think, 15 years. I've been watching it kind of boom. And and uh, so it's pretty easy if you uh, if uh, if your father is a cigar smoker, you can uh, check into his stash, see what he likes to smoke or just go into Tejas Smoke Depot and ask them, say, I want to get a really special cigar for my dad. And uh, there'll be someone there that can help you pick out a fine cigar or two. I think that's a great idea for cigar-smoking dads out there. Um, one of my, my brother, uh, my littlest brother, is a cigar-smoking dad. So um, there we go. So, uh, and if let's, not, he, they can have a honey bun. There you go. And if not, he can get a honey bun. I know, honey bun and a Dr. Pepper. There's nothing more Texas than a honey bun and a Dr. Pepper. Um, so let's give folks directions. Um, if you're in Fredericksburg and you're on Main Street, you head west, um, and uh, um, the uh, when you get to the Y at the end of the town, you make a left. Go to the left at the Y, and down a wee bit on the left is going to be the Tejas Smoke Depot. If you have your kids in the truck, don't 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 bring them in. Make a counterclockwise circle around the building, and it'll pull right up to a. The window where Jody or Dave or any one of their awesome employees will uh, help you out um, and take good care of you. If you don't have the kids in the truck, come right on in and uh, visit with uh, visit with the fine people there. It's a good place to go. Uh, just uh, visit, and they got that nice bench out front. You can just sit there and watch the traffic go by. So. Um, the phrase, what is the phrase okay. that pays? The phrase that pays this week is, we reap what we sow. And there are so many examples of uh. that out there right now that, you know, you get what you give. That's right. So, you um, reap, we reap what we sow. And I think you actually need to go in, especially today, and uh, ask uh, Jody why she came up with that phrase that pays uh, for today out of the many she could have chosen from. Um, so uh, that is, uh, yeah, she's got, she'll have another. See, we had a good story last week, Jody, for you to tell, mm-hmm. and now we yeah. have another one. We reap what we sow. That has special meaning for Jody this morning. Go by and ask her about it. Then um, okay. also we have the drawing. So you, you got a name drawn? So we have 
Grover is our winner, and he is a loyal listener and uh, patron of our business, and we love him to death. So, like, congratulations, yeah. Grover. There you go. Um, Grover, listen, this, we're so... This is such an awesome small town that we can announce the winner with just his first name. He knows who he, he is. He knows who, <laughs> it, just like Cher and Madonna, right? Cher, He's Madonna, right. and Grover. So there you go. And uh, there's something I'm leaving out, and uh, I'm sure I'll think of it after we go. Anything else, um, uh, Jody? I- you know, I'm sure there's something else, but I can't think of it either. <laughs> All right. So there you go. It's uh, always good to talk to you. Thank you again for supporting uh, the Hill Country Patriot, for supporting my program, and for supporting the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Jody and Dave, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you, Matt. All right. There you go. So um, have you found the article yet on the uh, strings attached to uh, the free lunches? Keep looking that up. Uh, call your uh, congressman, uh, Chip Roy. Ask him about that. See if there's uh, something uh, we can uh, something we can do about that. Of course, the the bottom line is don't take the money anymore. For crying out loud, we you, people you, we're going to start learning about what it means to um, what it means to um, uh, there you go. What it means to uh, take free money. There's no such thing as free money, no such thing as a free lunch, and I think that reality is going to hit us under under progressives, um, under progressives uh, that uh, you, we're going to find out what that free money means. So uh, back to Texas now. Um, Abbott, you may have heard this on the news yesterday, yesterday evening. I think it broke, um, actually maybe a little longer ago but than, than that, but um Abbott, uh, our governor, has uh, asked Phelan, uh, Dade Phelan, Speaker of the House, Rhino, actually really more of a Democrat, but knows he can't get elected with the D by his name, so he puts an R by his name. Uh, Dade Phelan, um, Speaker of the House, Dan Patrick, our Lieutenant Governor and uh, um, Head of the uh, the Senate. Um, and uh, so Abbott has asked the two of them to create committees uh, to take a look at um, what we can do about uh, creating a school safety action plan. Actually, uh, we already have a school safety action plan that came out in 2018. And uh, so the, 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 the Senate and the House are being uh, called to form a new committee to address the twin issues of school safety and mass violence. Um, and so there is a list of five topics that are to be included for the committees, um, and the committees may consider other topics as well. Um, before we get to the actual committee makeup, let's talk about the uh, five topics, school safety, mental health, social media, police training, and firearm safety. The committees can form other topics, uh, can uh, consider other topics as well. So in the House, here's what I'm going to predict happening. I believe Dade Phelan is probably not dumb enough to put a a Democrat in charge of this special committee, but he will put a a rhino in charge of that committee. He will put one of his henchmen in charge of that committee, and he will make sure the committee is loaded with his uh, do-gooder Republicans 
that want nothing more than to please the Democrats in their in their um, in, in the, back in their home district. So we'll see when that makeup uh, of those committees comes out. If uh, if I'm wrong and and Phelan has put a bunch of uh, you know freedom uh, freedom coalition members on it. First of all, I don't know. You'll have to. We'll have to call nine one one because I will collapse um, if uh, that actually happens. Uh, it, it won't happen. Um, no telling what uh, Patrick will do in the Senate, um, but that will be real interesting. As soon as we get those committee makeups out, I will let you know. But uh, let me tell you, um, these uh, committees—they can't take any action. They can't vote. Um, one of the things that uh, Patrick wants them to do is to take a look at the 2018 school safety action plan and see if that was been followed up. And the other quick thing I read this morning, and I don't have the article in front of me, but it basically said that uh, Abbott had, uh, through a um, uh, an order, an executive order, is uh, calling for random inspections safety inspections of schools so um I, you know so i guess somewhere along the way I, I don't know how many schools we have public schools we have government schools we have in texas but uh those uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see how many safety checks actually get performed and uh, when they get started etc etc so Folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to have my good friend Tommy Hayes on the phone with me, and we're going to talk about the old-fashioned revival this weekend. All right, folks, we are on the air. We're back on the air. The phone is ringing. I believe we have uh, Mr. Tommy Hayes. Tommy, we're live. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Matt. Great to be with you this morning. Yeah. All, you know, we've been we've been talking about this for a long time, Tommy, about getting you on the air. I'm glad we finally did it. And uh, I asked my <laughs> listeners I asked my listeners yesterday, I said, y'all grade Tommy, and uh, if he th- if y'all think that he needs to be a, a you know a regular occasionally on this program, uh, to let me know. So Tommy, people are really got their ears. I got some pretty serious listeners. They're going to be pretty critical. So, um, so oh my goodness, yeah, no pressure, <laughs> no pressure there. Um, so anyway, um, I on purpose did not ask you a lot of uh, questions about this old fashioned revival because i wanted it to come from someone who's very curious so old-fashioned revival i'm seeing uh, pictures of a big tent and uh the yeah it's from a bunch of movies i've seen in the past and and folding chairs out in a cornfield somewhere tell us what this old-fashioned revival is going to look like this weekend and start with where and when Okay, it's uh, this Friday and Saturday night, uh, June 3rd and 4th, from, uh, starting at 6 o'clock, out at the uh, barn behind Yeehaw Ranch Outfitters out there on uh, 290, like you're heading east towards Austin from Fredericksburg. And, uh, yeah, Matt, that, that's a pretty good picture you had there about the tent and the folding chairs. Uh, we don't have a tent, but uh, 
Donna Mitchell there at Yeehaw Ranch, she, uh, they, she and her husband, Russell, brought in this old barn, 100-year-old barn, and set it up out there back behind their business. It is beautiful. And you can smell the wood when you walk in there. Mm. And uh, she said she wanted it to be used for the Lord. And so we're going to have a revival for the Lord out there in that barn. So are we, um, so, um, you know, the, the, uh, are we going to be meted by, are we going to met, be met by greeters at the front of the barn? What's the, uh, they're going to be, is there, I'm assuming there's plenty of parking around there. Yep, plenty of parking. Just uh, pull in there like you were going to the, the you know, ranch there. Uh, you know, take a right when you're going out 290, and then all of that parking space there for the, uh, you know, the businesses and the Bingham Winery that's next door, and then all out behind there. Uh, you, people maybe don't notice, but there's more parking back there, and then that's where the barn is. It's a covering. Yes, yeah, beautiful covering. We say barn, but it's beautiful. And uh, it's open sides, and we'll have a... Uh, comfortable chairs out there and people greeting you and helping you get in position. Uh, and we're coming to really encounter the Lord to meet Jesus. So tell me what that's going to look like. So you got a six o'clock start time and let's say you're running a few minutes late. Just walk us through what, how are you going to open? What are we going to get? What, what is the fair for the evening? All right. Well, great. Uh, yeah. People come and uh, Donna's just going to Say a quick word of welcome to tell people about how the Lord gave her that vision to make their business uh, dedicated to Him and the barn uh, available to, to be used for this uh, kind of thing and others. And then uh, I just got a text from uh, uh, Mayor Hoover yesterday. He's going to come, uh, if he can make it, give a word of greeting right there at 6 o'clock before he heads out to uh, an appointment at 6.30 just to give the blessing of the city over this and uh uh, I can get him to open us up in a prayer. Wow. Uh, I'll join in a prayer, uh, greeting there with uh, Donna, uh, Jim Keeter, and then uh, we'll have a time of worship. Uh, we've got uh, two different worship leaders, uh, Lueda Roshke from over in uh, Kerrville. She does a lot of the prayer gatherings at the Empty Cross and uh, Glow Ministry. And then uh, one of my worship leaders I've used a lot, uh, worked with a lot from Kentucky is coming. Brooke Barrett, and she just has this amazing uh, bluegrass, but soaked in Jesus kind of voice that people are going to love. And then uh, then after that, Jim's going to do a short teaching on our identity in Christ, you know, about 15, 20 minutes, have more worship, and then I'm going to give a message, a uh, message of hope and healing, encouragement uh, for people to open up their hearts and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh, and then also have an opportunity for people to experience uh, healing in their hearts and their bodies, their relationships. And, and uh, you know, healing with this grief and sorrow that's kind of covered uh, our region recently and, and just our nation where we, we need revival. We need hope, and, and the hope is Jesus Christ. The revival is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, we've had uh, historically, excuse me, we've had historically here in the United States, we've had uh, what was called the first great revival, and it was around the time of our the founding of the country. With uh, speak with uh, preachers uh, such as George Whitfield, and then we've had a second revival. Many people are calling, and I've been hearing this a lot during the last couple of years that we are going through a third revival. Or um, I believe it was um, oh, I believe it was the Oak Hills guy who said uh, the harvest time is here. What does that, do you believe in the, do you think that right now the country in general is going through a revival? Do you get that kind of uh, feeling? 
Yes, I do, uh, Matt. And, and the truth is, it, it might not look like what a lot of people think revival is, but revival is when people are revived by the Spirit of God. And despite all the darkness that's covering the earth, and despite all the evil and uh, battles that we're facing, and all the just frustration, irritation, and government, and everything that's happening, just all that, God still has a remnant. He has a people that are humbling themselves on their knees and turning from their ways and turning to God and calling on God for revival, for awakening, and that is happening. It's breaking out in little pockets here and there over all over the country, and I'm one of those that believes that we are about to see the dam burst open with revival like we have never seen in this land. Mm. Truly a third great awakening. There's con- convinced, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that uh, pretty much believe that the path that the country is heading down right now is so steep and uh, <clears throat> our momentum is so strong that they're really that there's really a lot of people do not see a way out of where we are as a country today. Um, and I'm pretty sure I know what your answer is going to be. But tell us, do you talk to us about the hope you believe, even in the appearance of what just seems to be ugly? I mean, we've got people going after our kids in kindergarten to try to convince them that their sexuality is different than what God gave them. We have, uh, we're being poisoned by an epidemic of, 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 of drugs, of fentanyl, and all kinds of crazy things. The shootings that are happening, uh, a shooting yesterday afternoon in Oklahoma City that nobody even seems to be talking about. Um, and this is going on all over the place, and there's a lot of people who just say, it's too late, there's nothing we can do. Would you please uh, speak to those people? Oh, Matt, uh, you, you, at least you are a voice, a true patriot talking about it, and uh, those that uh, are pressing in to all that God has for us. I mean, well, these are dark days. Don't, 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 men- don't forget to mention uh, unbelievable inflation, uh, discouragement. We've got uh, twisted, distorted uh, views and laws being put into place, all of our rights being threatened and threatened to take away from us. Uh, abortion is still, at this moment, the law of the land, uh, but God is going to change that, and there is no hope apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, you know, we need to put feet to our prayers. We need to go vote right. We need to take a stand, stand up, speak out, not just sit back waiting for something to happen. But the truth is, it has to be God. It has to be the Holy Spirit of the living God that moves in people to take those stands, to make those prayers. And, and I believe in prayer. Uh, Jesus called us to pray, to pray, to persevere, to keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking till the breakthrough happens. And the breakthrough is revival. And, and amazingly, you know, uh, historically, that first great awakening, second great awakening, all the great revivals we've had in this land have come at times of deep darkness. It's not like just things get better and better and better and one day revival breaks out. No, mm. sadly... It is the pattern that things get worse and worse and worse. Things like the Civil War and things like a great injustice and evil in the world. And then revival breaks out. Why? Because his people are stirred to pray. His people in desperation begin to cry out to God, who is the only answer we have. And he is the only answer we have. Hmm. Man, Tommy, I, uh, I appreciate that. You know, I had a couple of the, the, um, there is a fear 
among um, Christians to be the one that stands up, to be the one that goes. Um, give you an example. We have uh, this incredible, just just even here in this in our small town of Fredericksburg, we've got this porn showing up in our schools. We've got unhealthy sexual education <clears throat> that is very likely going to be taught this fall. Uh, in our schools, we have a demand from the federal government uh, to, you know, make sure boys get to go into the girls' restrooms and things like that. And parents, Christian parents, the ones I see most of, they're, they're, they just want to hunker down and get their kids out of school, and they don't want to stand up and fight it. And it's very few parents who will actually get up and stand up and say, it's. I need to do something about this. What would you say to those, to a parent who who just wants to hunker down right now and get their kids through school? Do you think that's an okay decision, or do you think it would be better if more Christians stood up and joined this battle against the immorality being taught in our schools? Oh, we have to stand up. Uh, that that is the very fulfillment of our calling. I, I'm just thinking right now, but I'd say yeah. Uh, uh, chapter 60, prophetic word about these very days, uh, ultimate fulfillment. A darkness will cover the face of the earth. Deep darkness will cover the people. But you arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It's talking about us, the body of Christ, believers in God, our covenant-keeping God. He didn't call us to just sit back or just accept it or go on with business. As you know, we are to arise and shine. And what that means is stand up, speak up, be a voice, uh, go uh, go to the Capitol, go uh, encourage those, support those, give money to those that are taking a stand, but above all, to pray, to pray for God to move, because he has to do it. He moves uh, through us, through people. He uses laws. He uses people in governmental positions. He uses people like you that have a voice on the radio. But ultimately, it has to be God. He is the voice. Jesus is the voice that has to speak through us. But he needs us to, to do the speaking. You know, we are the body of Christ. Christ is on the earth through us now. His hands, we're his words, we're his feet. So we can't sit back. We've got to take a stand. We're going to fight for our kids, fight for our schools, fight for our, our rights, uh, fight for all that God has entrusted to us. We do have to take a stand. Stand up and speak out. And then the, the Bible promises us it will be the Holy Spirit that speaks through us. So we just need to position ourselves, be available for the Holy Spirit to speak through us. Wasn't it Moses who said, God, I, I, I really don't have the ability to speak and I think God laughed at him and said, yeah, Moses, uh, I'm, I'm going to speak through you. And, you know, I heard a, um, heard a saying, I think this should be in Proverbs, but it's not. So um, if God ever revises Proverbs, I've got a new saying for him to add in there. But I heard someone recently say, if you ask God to move a mountain, you better bring a shovel. Mm -hmm. How about that? How about that? That, that would ought to be in there. I agree. I agree. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I know that God has to do it, but he does it through us. He does you know? it through us. So once again, we're going to be, tell us folks where and when, and, uh, if they need to get there a few minutes early, advise them of that, but, uh, go ahead and tell us where and when, and let's wrap it up. Yeah, it's, uh, six o'clock. So do please get there early because we want to start right at six o'clock 
if the mayor has to run on to his next appointment. You don't want to miss that. But it'll be a Friday night, Saturday night at 6 o'clock uh, at the Yeehaw Ranch, uh, the barn behind Yeehaw Ranch out on 290, uh, going out towards Austin from Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. And just come, come excited, come expectant. Bring your friends and neighbors who need to know about Jesus. Bring those that are hurting and wounded and broken that need hope and healing and life. And I believe we here have one of those old-fashioned, spirit-filled, gully-washing revivals. (laughs) There you go. Come and be part of it, Matt and everybody. All right, Tommy, it's been great. Uh, We'll see how the listeners, what kind of grade they give you. I'll bet it's going to be good. And I do want to say this to my listeners. The 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 spirit that you hear in Tommy's voice, the excitement, and, and I use that spirit with a capital S, is a spirit that is that I see in Tommy all the time. This is this is not a voice that he's putting on the radio. This is the Tommy that I know and, and the one that I see all the time. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy Friday and Saturday night out at the Yeehaw Ranch. Tommy, thanks for taking the time out of your schedule today and visiting with it. We uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Thank you so much, man. Love you, man. God bless. All right, there you go. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we're going to be right back. I got a couple of, uh, um, eh, not sure which one I'm going to bring to you. I got a couple of stories lined up here. Y'all stay tuned. All right, folks, we are back. I'm going to bring you a a story out of the Texas Scorecard written by uh, Katie Drollinger. Um, And it was, was, uh, let's see, published May 31st. The name of the article is Texas GOP to set new priorities for the 2023 legislative session. The uh, subtitle is Delegates at the Republican Party of Texas Convention will pick new priorities next month. Um, In preparation for the 2023 legislative session, state delegates at the Republican Party of Texas Convention from June 16th to June 18th will select new party priorities. It says um, the Republican Party of Texas holds a statewide convention before each legislative session. So that's every two years. Though the process and number of priorities has differed over the years, in 2020, representatives from the Texas 31 Senate District selected eight issues from a pool of 15 to represent the GOP's top concerns for the upcoming legislative session. The uh, list of 15 uh, 15 issues is generated when delegates at local precinct conventions submit resolutions to their county conventions, The delegates at that convention then vote on their top issues and send those resolutions to state committee. Now, here's where I got into the article, and I'm thinking, bless her heart, who is the the gal that wrote this? Her name is Katie Drollinger, and my first thought was, bless her heart, the poor thing, she actually believes that the Republicans, (laughs) that we put all this work in at the state convention and the precinct conventions, and then... 
we give this list of eight priorities over to our all of the people who have an R by their name, and they just run into Austin in January every odd-numbered year, and they get to work right on the priorities of what the Republican Party members of the state of Texas want to have done. Yeah. Uh, Katie, man, girl, it, it ain't going to happen. Um, and she does kind of give a nod to that later in the article. So I'm going to continue this article. It says, um, uh, let's see, blah, blah, it goes over. The delegates then rank the list of resolutions, and the top eight become the party's priorities. After the delegates rank the options and the new priorities become official, Republican lawmakers typically craft legislation advancing these issues during the legislative session. And I guess that's where I point. I went, oh, you're kidding me. Um, She says in this story that lawmakers typically craft legislation advancing these issues. Um, And uh, they do. They do. They will craft all kinds of legislation advancing these issues. They'll make sure that each and every one of them can say, well, we filed a bill to, to deal with that, but you know, it never, it couldn't get out of calendars. And if it's a, 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 a representative you're talking to, it'll be because it couldn't get out of the Senate. And if it's a Senator you're talking to, it'll be because it couldn't get out of the house. Um, and they'll have all kinds of excuses. They'll say we ran out of time. Uh, the calendars committee held it up, uh, um, or if you're like me, I'll just go ahead and call names out. Dade Phelan kills most of the Republican priorities that come out, and yet he still has an R by his name and still um, is uh, going to very likely be the next representative because uh, the next speaker of the Texas House because um, most representatives who don't have a spine um, are uh, they, they fall in line with Dade Phelan because they want the cushy uh, committee chairs. They want to be able to go back to their uh, back to their hometown and tell them about their awesome committee chairs they got and how the legislation they filed to make your town the uh, you know the peanut butter capital of Texas. Um, it, 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 all of this uh, and to make themselves, they've got it all rigged, folks. You know, if you've been listening to me on this program in the last three years you'll know that the legislative priorities of the Republican Party of Texas, those that come up from the grassroots, those priorities that we spend thousands, in fact, tens of thousands of man hours, and that is not an exaggeration. It's pretty easy. If you start with every single precinct in the state of Texas, and there's always a couple of good people in each precinct, and they started working on resolutions. And each one of those people maybe spent, even if they spent a minimum of an hour on just one resolution. Um, and I can tell you that people spend more than an hour on a single resolution. So you start with that number. And then you get to the to the to uh, your precinct convention. Then you get your county or your Senate, uh, convention, uh, uh, Senate district or county convention. And then you get to the state convention, where the state convention is the largest political gathering in the world. Every two years, the largest political gathering in the world is the Texas Republican Party of Texas State Convention. So all of those people, between seven and 10,000 people, will be there in Houston. The majority of them are there and take their job serious. 
there are a bunch of them who just go for the parties and go to see who they get, how many pictures they can have taken with important people in front of the giant elephant that's usually always at the entrance of the state convention. But for, for a lot of people there, this is a very serious process, and many, many more hours are put in during that week. You add all those hours up, and you do literally get to tens of thousands of man hours put into and deciding what the majority of Texans, who are Republicans, want the legislature to do. And they vote a Republican House and a Republican Senate and a Republican governor and a Republican lieutenant governor. And they get them all in there. They get them in office. It's Republicans like you and me who give them their hard-earned money because of all the promises they made. And we form priorities for them because we're the money basket for them. And we say, if you're going to go to, when you go to Austin, these are the things we think are important as a party. We've gone through them in a democratic fashion by voting and discussing on all of these issues. They percolate all the way up through to the state level where we spend a week on them, those priorities. And um, what do our legislators do? They ignore most of them. They ignore most of them every session since I have been engaged. And the priorities are actually relatively new. Um, I'm not going to put a number out there, but it's not something that goes back to, you know, 1849 or anything like that. Um, but the priorities uh, being brought out by the Republican Party are pretty new. And uh, these Republicans, when they get in there, they're going to ignore them for the most part. The only way you're going to hold them accountable is several ways. You're going to have to be following them up at the Capitol. You're going to have to be seeing how their votes are, not how their vote is when everything is said and done. Where did they come? But when did they join in on the bill? Um, paying attention to what they are doing, asking your, re your representative to give you a weekly report, which is not too much to ask. They have plenty of people in their office. Um, somebody in the week can prepare a weekly report on the progress being made on the priorities. I think that would be only fair to do. And uh, so if you follow up with the priorities on your representative and you keep pushing them on your representative, if we can get that being done across the state of Texas, where from day one we're saying, all right, where where is this priority? What is the legislation filed on it? What committees is it going into? Oh, look, all the important priorities go into Democrat-led committees. Folks, we've got to kill this uh, Democrat chairs of committees in the state of Texas. That has to be over and done with. But let's I don't have enough time to go down to that rabbit trail. We're talking about the priorities, and uh, we need to um, we need to hold our our officials accountable to that if they have an R by their name. I'm going to be on the rules committee, um, and one of the rules that I'm going to be fighting for um, is um, is uh, Rule 44, which is a right now a very weak way to hold your um, um, representative accountable. Uh, so I'm going to try to strengthen Rule 44 on the um, rules committee this year. I'm going to leave you with the uh, scripture that Tommy Hayes um, uh, left us with. He mentioned Isaiah 60, 
It's at the very end of Isaiah, and um, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty close to the end. We're, we're a few pages from Jeremiah, and it starts out, Arise, arise, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear on you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your eye of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar, and your daughters will be carried in the arms. Folks, uh, this is a promise, and we are. I agree with Tommy. We are in a deep darkness right now, and the earth is covered in a darkness, and um, there is only one way out of it. Y'all join me tomorrow and Saturday night at the Yeehaw Ranch. We'll see y'all in here tomorrow.